This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rochester has a storm problem. Oh, yeah. Not only with the potential storm coming today, but the way that we react to storms and all kinds of storms. How we prepare? Well, how we prepare and how we take in the information. Mm. Because if the storm ain't bad... We don't want to hear about it. All right. What's the point? But then when the storm gets too bad, mm-hmm. what the hell did you warn me about this? <laughs> you hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. There's a storm coming today. Yeah. 45 <clears throat> to 70 mile an hour winds, depending on where you are in the area. Yeah. Uh, it'll start with a little bit of snow. Luckily, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like the forecast has changed where it's going to be warm enough where it stays, it becomes rain, excuse yeah. me. And local meteorologists the last couple of days have been sounding the alarm, letting folks know that travel could be dangerous, uh, massive power outages they're preparing for across Mm -hmm. the area, and they're letting everyone know you should be prepared for this evening and tomorrow morning and to take caution. you got to put away all the outdoor stuff, including your kids. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want uh, Santa's left out flying through people's windows. Mm -hmm. So because of the warnings from the meteorologists and all this stuff, naturally, people are going out of their way to tell the meteorologist how wrong they are. Oh, they're wrong. Yep. How tonight will not be a big deal. To know what you said. And accusing these meteorologists, <laughs> Kimmy, of trying to scare them for no reason. They're doing it for ratings. Exactly. Rochester has a storm complex. Mm. Snow specifically. Yeah. Because the majority of people in Rochester have to pretend like the snow is no big deal. Because if you're concerned about it, for some reason... That makes you a little bitch. Yeah, you little soft boy. You're a scared-ass snow bitch, and everyone will laugh at you. Mm-hmm. If the storm tonight or the potential snowstorm this weekend isn't as bad as the weather folks say it could be, yeah. you could bet your ass that on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, they will be going after these meteorologists to tell them how wrong they were, and somehow I'm smarter than you. You got a college degree in meteorology, but I keep a weather journal, right. and I looked up at that weather journal. <laughs> but there's another side to this, Tommy. What's that? Those same people, if the weather turns out to be actually bad, will get pissed because they'll say, well, nobody told me how bad this could actually be. <laughs> Plows aren't out. Folks bought all the milk and bread at the store. I didn't give myself extra time to get enough work. Yeah. If it's not enough snow, I told you so. If it's a lot of snow, I didn't prepare. Therefore, you didn't warn me enough. And the same thing goes for wind and rain or oh, whatever. Yeah. And there is no in-between those two things. That's true. And you're one of these guys. What I do? What do you mean, what Weather I do? Weather guy. What? Me, I'm really good. You're one of these You guys. would have a weather journal if you could spell. 
<clears throat> I do keep an eye on the weather all the time. Okay, but you're one of these dudes who thinks he knows better than the folks he's getting his information from. No, but I'm using their information, and then I enhance it. I, I Here's what I do. You, you have I, a ranking of weather uh, meteorologists in this town. Oh, yeah, yeah. everybody does. Like, there's a place I go for my weather, there's a place where I go for my sports, No, and there's a place where I go for my other news. You go to different channels for yes, different of parts of the news. So, if it's weather, I go to a certain channel. Uh-huh. Uh, and I want to say, sure. wanna, you no, know, fine. we fair. love them all, right? Fair, fair. And then, when I want to go for my sports, I go to another channel, because uh-huh. I like Catalana. Um <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, okay, you, you move around a little bit. That's weird. No, that's it's weird. not. I'm old. The, the that, news that just is takes designed, a, like a lot of effort. Yes, you know like you I mean? have a remote in your hand actively. I can just kind of like let it no. stay on TV and run whatever channel it's the on. The news ain't for y'all. No, because you're not it's old for enough. Everybody. No, you're not old enough for the news. To appreciate the news, we, we do you this, don't. We you don't appreciate the news, the news for a living. I watch the news, <laughs> but you you go in all your hipster, uh, you know, downtown news. You yeah. over here with the news. Yeah, like yeah, like just a second ago, we used a story from Ted NBC, huh. and then the story before that that we used from Thirteen Way. The you, story from you go beyond. You go beyond local news. You will tell us the names and backgrounds of like the National Weather Channel it and gets National so News. Creepy. Yes. So creepy. Let's call it getting it's, information. It's so weird. So folks in Rochester, as we talk about this windstorm, uh, we're really good about dealing with weather. But that can also create a massive problem. Why is that? Rochester, folks in Rochester seem to get too comfortable with unpredictable weather. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, Kimmy, are you a good driver in the snow? Um, I take caution. Would you describe yourself as a good snow driver? Yeah, I think so. Tommy, are you a good snow driver? I'll get there, yeah. Okay. I got to warm up a little bit to the snow. But the track good- record's okay. Okay, but that's just it. Neither of you are good snow drivers. Neither am I. We've just been good so far. Well, you yeah. got to deal with it. Because there are so many variables. Well, that's what I'm going on. Well, exactly. But there are so many variables when you leave the house and there's snow all over the place mm. that all of a sudden... You could be a bad snow driver. And that's before you take into account the other people on the road who could make their problem your problem very quick. Everybody's sliding into each other. You got it. Everyone's got this, I know what I'm doing, nothing bad will happen to me on the road or in the store mentality. And every person you see spun out on the side of the road when there's a snowstorm had that very thought before they got in their car and left for the day. And that same comfortability can leave folks unprepared. We have this debate every season. Triple A Tommy, uh, when winter starts, tells people to have things in their car for winter driving just in case. You gotta have your survival pack. Scrapers and brushes, obviously. Yeah. An extra coat, an extra blanket, bottled water, some snacks in case you get stranded. Every year, same thing. Mm -hmm. And every year, Tommy laughs and makes fun of the people who do it. Why do I need an extra coat? I wear a coat to go out because it's snowing. Why do I need a Second coat in my car. Uh, in case you get stuck. You wear, I got a coat. I'm wearing it. You wear two coats Blanket. to cross the street. Right. So I don't. I need a third coat in my car. Right, well, maybe not you. I got scraper. Okay. I got brush. What if you? Get I don't str- have food. What if you get stranded? Get out of the car and walk to Wegmans. Okay. Oh my God! There's a Wegmans within 30 feet of everybody in this country. Okay. <laughs> 
you laugh and people call up and they support you. They go, oh, no one ever needs something like that. And then we saw the storm that happened last Thanksgiving in mm. Buffalo. And yes, it was a once-in-a-generation storm. Right. But people got so comfortable, they put themselves in very dangerous positions. They didn't think they could handle it. And then all of a sudden, they had, or they thought they could handle it, then all of a sudden they had to handle it. And it got very bad very fast. I'm guessing a lot of people have ditched their safety precau- precautions only because the winters we've had recently have been so mild because like i'm thinking like even me i used to keep a shovel in my car there were a couple winters here where i literally had to dig myself out of my spot yeah some guys in the building probably should have helped you with that yeah really we haven't had that in a while so there was one day where i took the shovel out and i just i just never put it back in why but for a long time, I had one in there at all times. But it's time. probably a pain in the ass. It's always in a way. Uh, it's really not. I mean, it just sits in my trunk. So here's the other thing. And you know as well as I do. A couple of former fatties. Hmm. Snacks in the car. Yeah. How long does that emergency <laughs> yeah. snack pack last? And we're all of a sudden, you're, you're reaching for them nuts like- and them Cheez-Its. And whatever else, your little Debbie's and your little uh, safety package is gone before you hit Henry. You, you have, have to, kids. You have to keep them in the back. You have to keep them out of because yeah, that stop. You know what? You know what? You know why I was fat? Why is that? Because it was too close to the food. <laughs> no, that is kind <laughs> no, of why I you would get fat. Walk, I'd walk to too the convenient. food. I would crawl to the food. You have to. Okay, what? It has to be a food you don't love. It's got to be like trail mix or yeah. something. Like something that will sustain you. But even even that, if I'm desperate, and I know it's back there, and I'm, and I'm munching. I'm going to eat. No, like I always put, I have trail mix. I don't love trail mix. I can muscle down trail mix. I know I'm not going to eat it while I'm in the car. So I, you're right. If I keep a case of Kit Kats back there, gone. those suckers are gone. I'm yeah. with you 100%. You just got to be smart about it. Right. I guess what I don't understand hmm. is, again, we're having this discussion tonight. There's a windstorm coming, according to meteorologists, 45 to <laughs> 70 mile an hour winds, depending Scary. on where you are in Rochester. There's going to be snow that turns into rain with it. There's also potential for a snowstorm this weekend uh, in our listening area, depending on where you are. Why would you not be prepared as possible just in case? I guess because it takes time. No, but it doesn't. Like you, oh, it does take time. By the way, again, if anyone's going to complain about time, you leave here at 9.58 every morning. <laughs> I'm prepared. And you have nothing to do until you come back here at 5.59 <laughs> the next day. So, like, I have enough food in the house. In the house. You drive your house. Yeah. What do you got, an RV? Oh, by the way, I've been living here now for 30 years. Here we go. Famous last words. Unpopular radio personality do dies this. in snowstorming car. Not going to die. Was one trail mix bag away from survival. <laughs> I, it was in a trunk. I couldn't get to it. Uh, it's just, I, I guess I've never had a need for it. But the older you get, and yeah. I don't mean this as a slam. Yeah. I mean, this is a kind, concerned friend. Mm, you old bastard. <laughs> The older you get, the more important this stuff becomes. Because now, like, you're right. 25-year-old kid gets stuck in his car. He might be okay. You, at your age, 15 yeah. minutes with nobody watching you, you're going to die. All right. I'll load up today. I'll get my big old snack pack on. No, it's just, and my shovel. It's just so weird to me. And mm. Kimmy, you can back this up. How we tie being tough and being unprepared together. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I don't need that. I'm tough. I will make sure that I am on death's door if something terrible <laughs> happens. Like, why does that make you tough? Because it makes you uh, not scared. I'm not scared. But you don't know how tough you are until you're in the moment. Like, what if you go, I don't need this stuff, and it turns out when the moment hits, you go, oh, it turns out I'm not as tough as I thought I was. <laughs> I have made a terrible mistake. So I got to go get the rock salt, the kitty litter, the shovel. How am I going to set my car? What do you have in your trunk? 
necessities. You have nothing in there. What do you have? I have one case of water because I bring this into work. I bring a bottle of water. So you're too. Right. I do have water. I, technically, I have sure. water in the car, but it's for work. Only because you're a cheap ass bitch. And it's and work you, water, and, not not strained water. And you <laughs> you won't drink the filtered water out of the I'm thing. Not touching that hoey ass water we got upstairs. Wait, your mom serves it? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. She's from the area. By the way, I uh, I make fun of Rochester. Rochester isn't alone with this. Yeah. Whatever extreme weather uh, folks have in their area, mm-hmm. they'll play it off like it's no big deal. People in Florida, Tommy, will tell yeah. you 102 degree heat doesn't affect them. No. They'll sit in their homes when hurricanes hit. Folks in the Midwest will look at you like a puss when you get nervous about a tornado warning. Mm-hmm. My great aunt wanted me to, quote, experience an earthquake <laughs> when I visited her in California as a teenager. Fingers crossed. None of these things we can control. They're all no. out of human control hands. Mm-hmm. All of them can have terrible consequences. But if we're tough, you know, you just go through math. All right, so let's say let's say it really hits. Okay, uh, bad, mm-hmm. bad stuff going down, sure. Pat. And we're days or maybe a week or two catastrophic situation like that ice storm. Yeah, yeah. I'm figuring most people don't have enough resources. To to live to have that much going on like food and stuff. So when I'm, what are you talking about having the money to do that stuff? Money and the time and what do I need? And not thinking it through because don't forget you don't have any power. You, just need, you know you have to. It takes a lot of thought. It doesn't. It's pretty simple. You need basic human survival necessities: water, something to eat, and something to keep you warm. For, for how long? That's my point. What's wrong with having a week's worth of stuff? That's a lot. Yeah. Do I need it in my car too? Uh, not a week's year. Well, look there. at that kid. They just found eight days in his car. By the way, that kid lets that eight days in his car. He had nothing. Again, he's a kid. He's a kid. You are not a kid. I could go eight days. Bro, you would go 20 minutes, you'd start touching yourself. <laughs> he's doing it right now. If you're watching the live stream, stop watching the live stream. Not at my age. <laughs> what about alcohol? I, it seems like the first thing I would want like, in my no, house is alcohol. Yeah. Well, you want to enjoy it, though. What? Not the car. Yeah. Seems like a bad decision. You'd get a DWI seven days after you got stranded. He was technically behind the wheel of the car. That's DWI. What if I'm in the back seat? Uh, I think that's... Open container still. They're going to give me open container eight days I've been in this car. I don't think you can be in there with the keys, right? Is that... Uh, so, right. Now we're it's doing like what people are... There's nothing wrong. Just prep up. I'm saying there's no reason to not be prepared. And especially when everyone's telling you, and be careful tonight. Again, they're saying they are expecting trees and power lines down, possibly for the commute. Stay out the road if you can. No, that's what they're saying. Right. Why? You you should drive. You should go on a nice long drive around the highest areas in Rochester. (laughs) See what's going on at Bristol Mountain. Oh, I love Bristol this time of the year. (laughs) Let's take a break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have a hell of a mystery coming out of Batavia. What's going on? Well, getting a letter in the mail that isn't a bill, that's surprise enough these days. Yeah, yeah. Right? But what one man found in his mailbox kicked off a mystery. That has been 75 years in the making. Wait, 75 years? You're hanging out in the break room. That's just classic rock. 96.5 WCMF. Dan Dickens lives in Batavia. Danny Dickens? That is the most Batavia name <laughs> oh, I've yeah. ever heard. Dan Dickens, where does he live? Batavia, of course he does. Double D, what happened? <laughs> the day after Christmas, he got a postcard in his mailbox. Quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. When's the last time either of you got a postcard? I can't think I of the time. I don't know if I've ever received a postcard. Okay. Even more strange, the postcard wasn't addressed to him, mm. but it was addressed to his house. Oh. The name was to a woman that he had never heard of before. But by far the weirdest part of the story, the postcard was sent on September 14th, 1949. Jesus Christ, what? man. Post-war postcard. Somebody yeah. find it. Yeah. The postcard's 75 years old, and for some reason, it showed up at his house, right on the address on the postcard, just a scotch late. Wow. Yeah. Dan wanted to get to the bottom of So this. is this something the post office found? Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, maybe it like fell underneath something, and they just uncovered it, so they sent or it. Or did somebody find it and just throw it in a mailbox? We'll get there. We'll get there. I want to know too. what's on that postcard. Oh, too. my like, God. What, what a 1949. <laughs> so questions. Postcard would be. So he posted a picture of the postcard on a Batavia History Facebook page to see if anyone knew anything about mm. this. And he got a little bit of information. Right. So the postcard was sent to a woman named Catherine, Catherine, excuse me, McClintock. She lived to 93. God wow. damn, she, McClintock. She died in 1967. Oh. Well, she died before so she Nixon was... was in office. Yep. So she was old at the time this thing was sent. She uh, died. Older. She died before RFK was shot. Yes, yeah. Here's the ass kicker. She's got no kids. She had no kids. So Wait, she was a she was a spinster. Uh, I don't know if she was married, but she didn't have children. So no one seems to know anything about her. The only information anyone could find is that she was survived by two unknown nieces. And that information only came from an obituary that someone dug up from 60 years ago. So we don't even have any real information on the woman that the postcard was addressed to. And there's no return on a, on a postcard, I don't think. Well, no, there's a return. Oh, there there's a, there, okay, so we'll get to that. The big question is what you guys are trying to figure out here. Mm. Why did this postcard show up 75 years later at an address in Batavia? Mm. And that is what's up for debate. The phone number is 252-WCMF because there are some theorizing, as you guys just brought up, that the postcard got stuck in some kind of equipment, and when it was discovered, they finally delivered it to the home. How else, right? But folks in the know say that's a very rare occurrence. First of all, the post office probably wouldn't still have equipment anywhere in the country that was there in 1949. Yeah. So they would have found it a while ago. You got it. And not only that, if it were to be found that way, they would take other steps instead of just delivering the postcard to somebody. There is another theory. What's that? And this comes from folks who work at the post office. So apparently, 
People will go to like flea markets and garage sales and things like that and buy old postcards. Okay. That are written out yeah, and they, mailed? Yeah, because you know, they are like pieces of history. So oh, those yeah. postcards are like yeah. little pop art, right? Right. They'll then put a stamp on it and put it back in the mail. Oh. Oh. So okay. this postcard had a postmark on it from 2023 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, so there's part of your mystery solved. Well, that's possible. We don't know for sure. That wouldn't be out of the question. But it would be the funniest explanation out of all of them is that somebody just bought this at a flea market or a garage sale, messed with the owner of the house, put a stamp on it, and yeah. popped it back in the mail. Well, would this woman's name have been on it? Uh, yeah. No, I'm saying it would have oh, already been done. All they just the put stuff a, every, out. Everything okay. is already done. You all bought right. it the gotcha. way that it was. You gotcha. just popped it in the yeah. mail. The post office also says... That some of letters like this that are delivered decades later are found unsent in attics and basements when homes are cleaned out. And people that discover them, some want to bring them to the post office and get them delivered, which the post office says they will do within reason. But even that explanation is weird. Yeah. Because if someone- Why would you do that? Exactly. You're in Milwaukee. You clean out a basement. It's obviously, it's postmarked. So you know how old this postcard is. Yes. So why would you think that person is long gone? Yeah. Well, no, this wouldn't have been postmarked. Like, let's say they had it in the basement and it was never sent. It was just put away. You would then send it to the mail. But it it had a date on it, 1949. (laughs) But even if you were that person in Milwaukee, Mm. if you put this back in the mail, the the odds it would get to the relatives even of the person it was meant for. If that's what you're hoping. This woman who, who... Die, this woman who was addressed to, she was born in the 1870s. She died so in the 60s. post-Civil War. Yeah. She would have only had great-great-grandchildren left if she had kids. Right. And those folks could not even know her name. They may not even be in the area. Yeah, exactly. So, like, putting it in the mail wouldn't do anything for you. That's so interesting. The bottom line is the story of this postcard in Batavia will likely remain a mystery until the end of time, which yeah. totally sucks because now I am 100% invested <laughs> oh, yeah. in Dan Dickens and his 75-year-old Batavia postcard. What you, would you, go ahead. Uh, what would you do if you got it, though? Because I would. there is this weird obligation to keep it, even though it's not meant for me. Okay. I would feel guilty throwing it away, oh, but there's nobody out. to give it to. What are you keeping it for? Uh, right. Just because it's such an oddity. <laughs> I would have to hold on. The eyes, okay. I, the eyes that this thing fell in my lap yeah. from 1949, I'm definitely holding on. Okay, to but like you know, that sucks because you know why? You know why? Why? If you get invited over to Tommy's house, mm-hmm. ever everyone now is going to have to see the postcard. I don't care. Which is weird because you don't even keep your own family's memorabilia, <laughs> but so, yet you want to keep this mystery woman's postcard. So um, when you did the rose for me, you had my wife behind my back grab pictures. Yes. Yep. So- a lot of the stuff I have are in two little suitcases upstairs of all the pictures I've had through my life. It's like you right? came from Ellis Island. Pretty much, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm packed to go. If I ever get kicked out of this country, I'm already packed. So in there are all my stuff from the road that I collected, right? And okay. one of the things I collected from the road- Were all of the reviews that, uh, boo! <laughs> from the Paducah Times, it just says boo with 45 O's on the end of it. Sorry, you were saying. So I saved, I, I purchased a lot of postcards when I was on the road to places I went to, right? So- Usually, were these tourist traps that I would go to, and I would always grab one of the postcards. They were like ten cents, so I grab one. So she goes, "Why do you have all these postcards you've never sent out?" I said, "Because they're from like Oil City, Pennsylvania, yeah, and like Grand Island, Nebraska. That I, there was like some weird thing, and I bought the postcard to have it, you know. But like, 
I never sent. She found it odd. I had all these postcards. I never mailed any. No, I get it. I mean, I used to buy like, uh, like you know, the nuts. They would put like the googly eyes on and yeah, have like yeah. a flag that said, you know, like you know, Quad Cities, Iowa. Right. You just bought that stuff as a, a as souvenir. Like, kind right, of so thing. I'm dying to know because that's 1949. Most people didn't have a lot of money to take vacations back then. Mm-hmm. So most of the time you sent a, a postcard because you're on vacation. I can tell you where the postcard, what's on the postcard. Oh. Not the words written, and we'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second. Again, yes, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about this guy. His name's Dan Dickens. He lives out in Batavia. Day after Christmas, he got a postcard in his mailbox from 75 years ago. It was addressed to his house, but it was addressed to a woman named Catherine McClintock. Long story short, he takes this thing. He doesn't know where it's from. He puts it on a Facebook page in Batavia. They found this woman. She lived at his house, died in 1967 at the age of 93, but she had no kids. She was only survived by two nieces, which people found out when they discovered her obituary from Batavia. So it sounds like she died in Batavia, mm-hmm. but that's where the mystery ends. And yeah. They don't know why it took so long to get it sent to Batavia. They don't know who this woman was or what she was doing. On the postcard, yeah. it's a picture of the Capitol building from Reno, Nevada. Oh, oh so a little postcard vacation. from probably. Reno. Maybe. Or maybe the postcard originated in Reno, Nevada. Maybe that person who sent it was from Reno, uh, Nevada. Okay, it could be that. Keeping yeah. in touch. And here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, Dan Dickens, we never met this man. He sounds like a really great guy just based on the alliteration of his name. Mm-hmm. But he did one thing that's really bothering me. What? He didn't tell anybody, at least in the story, what's written on the book. Oh, yeah. Oh. I want to know that, too. Yeah. What is on the what Yeah, did that's they the biggest write? mystery. Thank and it's got to be so lame from back then. I still want to know. How that's do you know like, it's so late? In fact, that it's he feels n- like he has to keep private. Oh. It's, it's 1949. There was a lot yeah. of stuff going on in this country yeah. in 1949. Mm. You're pr- uh, just about to go into the... You're, no, you're Korea. Are well, you Korea? Korea? No, Korea hasn't happened yet. 50s. All right, so you're start of the Cold War. Atomic bomb testing. Ah, in Reno. Nevada. In Nevada. What's on the postcard, I got Dan? To, <laughs> I got to get up real close for the explosion yesterday. More details to come. <laughs> Because I guess to your point, uh, at this point, whose privacy are you trying to protect? If there's you know no peace, yeah, because the postcard's yeah. wide open anyway, yeah. you can, anybody yeah. can see it. You're right. right. There's no envelope to it. Right. Look, if you know Dan Dickens in mm. Batavia, and you can hear our voices mm. right now, next time you see him, you chastise him for not sharing what's written on the postcard that he got from 75 okay. years ago. Unless I it's bad know. news or something, or okay. unless there's nothing written on it, really. Why would you just send a postcard mm. with a picture of the Hi. Capitol building? <laughs> oh, I'm in Nevada. <laughs> Check me out. You cannot check me out because there have not we have not figured out a way to send photos instantly. And I don't think Reno at that time was like a big gambling mecca yet either, because like gambling was just starting in that area, like in Vegas. Yeah. So I didn't even know if Reno was just a little farm town. Bro, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And skiing. Well, all these things. Do they ski in Reno? I don't know. It was a blue collar mining hub at the time. Bro. I just bought new overalls to go into the mine. Things are okay. The birds stop chirping. Let me stop writing, and I'll write you back tomorrow. I can't beat this cough, though. <laughs> but, you know, now the fact with you, the idea that we don't know what's on the postcard. Yeah. Think about, now that we know that these postcards may have not been delivered, and, they, you know, yeah. it's like we always say on this show, if we have one story like this, there are 40 stories yeah. like mm-hmm. this. You know what I'm saying? There are other people 
who never got letters or postcards addressed to them from sure. years ago. And think about 75 years ago, some of that insane information that could have been there. Because the only way to communicate was paying a whole bunch of money for a long-distance phone call that maybe people didn't have. Yeah. Or to send it via letter. Right. And in some of those letters, you could have had letters that contained information like, I am in love with you. They were vital. Yeah. Uh, you are the father of my child. I was sent away. Kind of glad I didn't get that one. The person <laughs> you think is your mother isn't actually yeah, your mother. You're adopted. Those, All of those letters got written back in the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And if they never got delivered, there would be two people for the rest of their lives that lived in totally oblivious bliss, I guess, yeah. that the other person never got the information. Which is kind of good. Unless, bliss. But unless it could have changed your life for the better. Eh, nothing ever gets better, Pat. Well, what does happen with that mail? Does it have a t- Like the mail that, you know, return to sender, but there's no uh, return address. Like, do, do they keep it for a certain amount of time and that's, then it all gets thrown away? That's the question. 252 WCMF, what do you do with undeliverable mail? I know we are big with post workers because mm-hmm. that's the kind of clout we have in this town. Yeah. Yeah, is there like a dead letter yeah. office or something? Oh, the office of dead letters. It's got to happen all the time. Oh, I don't know. How, how hard is it to write a letter? Or just a, any mail. Any mail that can't be delivered. What, I always said they go? just burnt it after a while. Why would they burn it? What are you going to do? Is store it? You just throw it away. Why would you well, have burn to burn it? Or destroy it? No, it's just so funny how you shred it. You're so four years old. You put it on fire. Well, we used to burn everything. With dinosaurs. Remember, we used to have incinerators at every building and yeah. they just burned stuff. No, Dan's postcard. They just burned my overalls because <laughs> of the toxic gases in the <laughs> Reno mines. Dubai WCM having we're talking about this postcard delivered 75 years late to a man named Dan Dickens in Batavia. It wasn't addressed to him. It was addressed to a woman who it turns out died in 1967 at the age of 93. She died with no children, so the things gone cold. I also want to talk to this woman's nieces. Yeah. Who could be dead, by the way. But they might not even know the old bird. You know your niece. You know your No, aunt. I mean if she died in 67, her nieces Yeah, I guess they could be gone too. You're right. They could be in their eighties. You know what's funny? Like, right. if I knew that it was just a lame postcard, mm. I would stop thinking about it. I'm sure it's a lame postcard. It's the mystery of what's on the postcard <laughs> that wants too. to the get The story yeah. behind it. Exactly. Well, I want to know who wrote it. Like, that person. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Was that, like, was that her lover? Okay, see, we we automatically <laughs> go to the scandalous. <laughs> well, no, not scandalous, but let's say they had, you know, they lost contact with each other. You know, they could have served. They could have been in a war. He could have met her, and he moved away, and he still had a bone for her, and... What? You don't know. It could have been a love letter. Is it curly sexed? <laughs> no, that would be a... Dear Catherine, I think about you nightly in the mind. Think, speaking of shafts... <laughs> well, you know, it's... You know, it's weird. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. Yeah. You know, like famous people in early American history, they save their correspondence with, yeah. you know, other people. And like, there are sexual letters that they've discovered yeah. from like famous that people sense. that were written, you know, whatever. But like the idea that you could get sexually aroused by reading a letter <laughs> drew, that drew was written weeks before. No, there's not even pictures. It's just I like yeah. my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, he sent me a penis tracer. What did I tell him? Never send me penis tracer. Gentlemen, never send an unwanted penis tracer. <laughs> You know what's funny, too, if he was tracing his penis? Yeah. Like, you could tell it would follow the line of the penis, and then, like, the last three inches would be a little squiggly, because, you know, he went a little bit farther yeah. than his penis actually was. And the fact you could fit your entire penis on a postcard is pretty sad. Postcards aren't very big. Well, they're probably, like, six inches. Well, you had, had to go corner to corner. Bro, I bet you the average... No, the, if the average man erect is it's just six under inches? six inches... How big's a postcard? It's got to be more than uh, six inches. Yeah. yeah, the average man, American man, could fit his penis on a postcard. Okay. If you traced it. 
Right. That would be funny. I mean, it's super on that. Like, if right. I next trip I go on without my wife, I'm going to buy a postcard. Okay. I'm going to trace my penis and I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> but it's got to be long enough where she gets it before I get home. I'd not like my penis. Out. Right. <laughs> out. No, she know I'm lying. Then. <laughs> no, but like the idea that you could sexually stimulate someone by writing letters, a love letter, weeks in advance. Well, no, but like some of them are sexual. Well, but think about. I mean, there are books that do that for people. But they couldn't be too sexual in a postcard in 1949. Because that would have been flagged. Yeah. Well, did they read people's mail of course back they then? they did. The FBI read everything back then. Okay. Bro, it's the middle of the Cold War. We were with the Russians. Anything, any perverted actions were considered communist. You could be blackmailed, and you could be sentenced to 20 years in prison. You know what's funny? I want to make fun of you for that, but you're probably right. You don't think the FBI, especially back then when nobody was paying attention, were looking at everything? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, if some dude's like, yo, I totally want to see your boobs, like, they're going to be like, oh, McCarthy, God, look at this over here. Look what he's doing. Well, Russian be, boobs. But you would consider it a pervert. Okay. Anything maybe. sexual, you perv. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bills, playoff game, Sunday Steelers, home, mm. 1 o'clock, live, 96.5 WCMF. Mm. And, God, I'm still running on that high from Sunday night. I know. Feels so good. Mm. But we are also a very cynical show. Okay. And one moment that changed that game, maybe changed the Bills' entire season, if you want to be cynical, yeah. could have a different meaning behind it. You're hanging out at the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. You know, Tommy, you talked at length yesterday about how the first half of that Bills game sucked for Scary, you. Scary, yeah. Couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating. Da, 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 da. Dumb mistakes. And it felt like the game was slowly slipping out of our hand mm-hmm. until one man decided he was going to take that game over. 
From that moment, the Miami Dolphins did not score another point. They collapsed, right? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Deont- point. Deontay Hardy, turning point of the game, saved the season. What a guy. Yes. And the whole thing was remarkable because, first off, mm. punt returns in the NFL are rare for touchdowns. Sure. The Bills hadn't had one since 2020. What made it even more rare? No, it they was- had a punt return. Didn't punt, they? Punt return for oh, a touchdown. punt return. Never mind. I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, never mind. That was kickoff. Lions. Come on, yeah. Jimmy. My bad. Also, yeah. it was the longest punt return for a touchdown in Bill's history. Damn. Because, Tommy, and we brought this up yesterday, mm-hmm. when you take a punt inside the 10-yard line, you are supposed to let that punt bounce into the end zone so you can start with the ball at the 20. Yeah. It's the smart play to do. The fact that he took it at the 4 was very strange. Mm. Well, we got some more information yesterday. Turns out that Deontay Hardy had an incentive in his contract that would pay him a cool quarter million dollars if he averaged something over like 12 yards a punt return. Mm. Well, it turns out that this is the last opportunity possibly of the season. Last game of the regular season. Mm -hmm. That 96-yard punt return for a touchdown pushed his average over that mark. So that house call made him a quarter million dollars. That was a quarter million dollar play by Deontay Hardy. Amazing. 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 But us being cynical, yeah. now that you have that information, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> he did it for the money. <laughs> he put the whole team in jeopardy because you're right. That could selfish. have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. He just he it was selfish because let's say that goes bad and they recover the ball or I mean you can he, just get pinned inside he, the tent. Yeah. He fumbles it, yeah. something like that, and they lose a playoff game. But again, though, you give these guys incentives. <laughs> And he's not a marquee player, so he's not making the bank some of these other guys are no, playing. No, he's no, he's not. So that $250,000 is worth way more to him than Josh. Sure. Or, or, or you know, one of the top guys. Now, in and the it, defense, I'm sorry, go ahead, Kimmy. It is funny, too, when um, players hit milestones and they, like, I can't tell sometimes if they're genuinely shocked like, they really didn't know they were that close, or if they're just sitting, like, uh, they, they got a tally in their locker. They all know. Yeah. They all know. They have know. to know. For example, I believe it was, uh, was it Jadavion Clowney's defensive end for the Ravens? I was watching the Steelers-Ravens game yeah. the other night. He was a sack away from, what was it, a half a million dollar bonus yeah. on an incentive, and he hit it. It was yeah. just a middle of the game, inconsequential sack, and he's running around the field <laughs> with a giant smile on his face, and if you didn't know he had that... Yeah. Be like, why you, celebrate so well, hard? Yeah, man? exactly. Sure. But he knew in that moment. Now, look, in the defense of Deontay Hardy mm. returning that punt the other day, the punter for the Dolphins let one rip. He, what they call, outkicked his coverage. Mm. So he had lots of space in front of him. Okay. Right? So taking that punt and running it out is not the strangest thing in the world. But after finding out that he had that quarter million dollar incentive <laughs> to get his average over 12 yards, the cynical part of me would wonder if he didn't have that on the last game of the season, would he have let it bounce into the end zone? Do- I'm going to say, yeah. Why risk it, to your point? Well, you also needed a spark there. I mean, it could have been the special teams coach saying, if you have any momentum, okay. you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, if players – I mean, this is like a blessing and a curse for players because, sure, like, it's 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 a way to motivate them. But then I, I wonder if you get the criticism of, well, see, you can try harder if you wanted to. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, question. the money's motivating you. Why isn't winning motivating you? They get that criticism. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. 252 WCMF, we're talking about Deontay Hardy. He's the man for the Buffalo Bills who returned that punt 96 yards for a touchdown, turned the game, saved the season, gets the two seed for the Buffalo Bills. We find out that he had an incentive in his contract that if he went over 12 yards on average per punt return, he would make a cool quarter mil. Mm. That punt return put him over 12 yards. That was a quarter million dollar play. How long do you think a, a 
that whole play took. From the time he caught the ball to the time he's in the end zone. Uh, Five seconds? Eight se- probably eight seconds because he had to run the whole field. I can't think of anything I wouldn't do for eight seconds for $250,000. Wait, you're kidding me. No, I'm serious. Wait, there's nothing you wouldn't do for eight seconds for $250,000? Well, think about it. It's only eight seconds. You're gonna, I'm, I'm never going to have $250,000. You're not going to believe this. What? I just opened up a new business. What's it? Where is it? It's in the men's room. What's it called? Uh, it's called Pat Duffy's Quarter Million Dollars. Close your eyes. I'm going to give you a big surprise. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> Sauce. And here's the thing, man. But, like, let's say the most cynical explanation is true, and Deontay mm. Hardy only tried to return that punt to hit over 12 yards uh, return so he can get his quarter million dollars. It still works. Oh, sure. Thank you. Because imagine the moment he realized he had it. Like, he knew he was going into that end zone. Like, the feeling he must have had, not only lighting up a whole stadium mm-hmm. and, and who's ever watched it on TV, but also knowing your bonus is a quarter of a million dollars. So you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Kenny. So somebody did call and say the uh, Chiefs uh, defensive tackle, uh, Chris Jones, he got a $1.2 million bonus with the sack he had over Ooh, the weekend. Oh, $1.2 million play. Yep. Well, some of these must be good because the end of the season, I guess you, some of these things are in your head now to your point. Yes, yes. Well, it's funny. Okay, so going back to a second ago, Tommy, you had brought up, you know, knowing you're going to do it. What's unique about that punt return, too, mm. is by the 50, he knew he was going. Yeah, he had the arms out. He was celebrating. Exactly. Like, the punter's not going to catch you there. So, like, with these sacks and everything, you don't know. So quick. Until it, yeah, boom. Yeah. It's a, you know, the average NFL play is four and a half seconds, so you don't have time to realize it. Yeah. He had 50 yards with every eye in America on him. That whole stadium going nuts. You yeah. got it. And he knew, I'm about to make a quarter million dollars. And tie this game. Bam. What an effing feeling! I'm juiced up just thinking about it. I mean, it. that has to be a high that you'll never experience again. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how you top that. Winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, sure. But that's a group but that, thing. But in that moment, <laughs> you're just a greedy bitch. Yeah. Yes. No, but in that moment, like that's a moment of time where you're yeah. feeling all of that at once. Whereas the Super Bowl, you, I mean, you have that's a spaced out thing. You might know for a little while that you're going to win the Super Bowl. That's mm. an immediate. High that I can't imagine. I would love to talk to him, and we got to call Catalina or Jenna or Fates because <laughs> mm. they're going to be in the locker room this week to ask when he realized. Because it's an average thing. Mm. I wonder if he knew how many yards he needed to get over twelve. Okay. You know, push the right. average over. Like if he realized in that return, I'm, I'm about to make a quarter million dollars. So you- is he? Uh, is he been around? No, uh, he's new this year. He played for Miami last year, which makes it even. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Trent Shurfield. He was in San Francisco. Nah, I can't remember. But he could be out of the league in two years. Yeah, probably. he's not like a premier name. He'll probably so he could be gone. Soon. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably still have a job, but he's not a guy that you're like. But he's gonna have for. that, man. Yeah, hundred percent. That is so cool. Is it the Saints? Saints, yes. Um, Saints, Niners, yes. I, I. How much would it suck though? <clears throat> If that had gotten called back. Oh, oh you have a, it. You know what I mean? Like you think in that moment you have it. Look at all this work I just did. Yep. Oh, you freaking idiot. Yep, you're right. You know, it's funny too. You're bringing up the incentives. I don't know how many games you guys watched over the weekend, but the one that all Bills fans were glued to before uh, the Bills game yeah. was the Titans-Jags game. Okay. You know, Jags lose to the Bills that already clinched mm-hmm. a spot. They were talking all afternoon about wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Remember, he almost signed with the Bills. He okay. played for the Texans for years. Yeah. You know, played with Arizona. He had he needed like five catches for one incentive of a quarter million dollars. He needed two touchdowns for one incentive of a quarter million dollars, and then another couple for yards for another quarter yeah. million. And the quarterback in why am I blanking Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Was just feeding Tannehill? him the ball. Yes, like they knew they uh, were going to get him that deal. I watched three 
different behind the line of scrimmage throws to DeAndre Hopkins just to get him his money. Wow. Because like they had nothing uh, yeah, to play they, for. Yeah, right. So let's just get everybody pride paid. at that mm. point. If you're the owner, are I'm you? I'm pissed off. Knock it the F <laughs> off. Y'all didn't win this year. Yeah. Dial it back. And now I got to pay you more. Yeah, but happy employees. Yeah. I know. Right? And it's a good look for other players that are going to sign me to okay, team eventually. Okay, right. Still coming out of my pocket. I mean, like, you do have to be pissed in oh, the moment. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. He's not even earning it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.